Well, hey there. Welcome to the For Jesus Podcast Season 2. We what? made it, everybody. What's up? Wow. I'm Luke Simmons. I'm one of the pastors at Redemption Gateway. With me, as sometimes, is Joshua Reese. <laughs> yeah, here I am. I, I missed two episodes. You know, I was filming something else somewhere else. Yeah, and then Alessi DeBartolo. <laughs> Hello. Hey. You know, we did a bonus episode with uh, Seth. He and I did yeah. some like extra ask anything questions, but we're back. Yes. Season two is kicking off. Three Amigos. The Three Amigos. We're back. Um, and we're all looking forward to Valentine's Day. That's a big deal, right? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Nah. <laughs> Reese, is that a big deal for you? It's not. We take our kids out uh, and have a good family date. Aw, that's sweet. Oh, pretty romantic of us. Do you oh. get your girls flowers? I'm going to say yes, but no. Oh, my dad always got me flowers. <laughs> and Alessi, what about you? Are you excited for Valentine's Day? I am excited because I get to, uh, we'll be giving a special gift to some of the widows in our church on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's nice. But what about you? You have a significant other. Is that I gonna, do. Is there going to be any big Valentine's no, event? No, I'm not a huge Valentine's Day person, um, but also he's working and I'm working. So we'll just celebrate our Valentine's Day another day. You so go. you are yeah. a huge Valentine's Day. If you celebrated well, another I, day, then no, you I are. Sa- I actually said I didn't need to, but day. he insisted that we celebrate Got on it. another day because gotcha. he said I can't do nothing. I was like, eh, yeah. kind of can. Yeah. Well, for me, for Valentine's Day, I'm just going to preach because it's a Sunday and I don't think we have any big plans. It's kind of not, yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. Every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when you've been married to Molly Simmons for this one. She's amazing. All right. So that's not what we're talking about though. Um, So here's what we're doing for season two. We're going to try a new format. So there's going to be three different segments of each episode. The first uh, segment is something we're going to call something you got to know. The idea of this is uh, one of us is just going to share something. We feel like, man, if people are around our church for any period of time, we hope they, they know this. And so be sometimes pretty basic, sometimes not, but uh, something just that we'll share. So that'll be the first segment. Second segment will be a longer conversation, and uh, we'll have sometimes guests for that. Sometimes it'll be the three of us. Uh, today's conversation is going to be really as we look at kind of where things are headed in with the church in general, but especially our church in 2021. What's on our minds? What are we thinking about as mm. people trying to help lead and influence the church um, as we kind of turn the page in this new year. And then what we'll close out every episode with is a music recommendation. That was one of our favorite episodes, wasn't it? Yes. When we did that, I don't know if everyone liked it listening, but we liked it. And so we thought each week we're going to have somebody recommend something. And Alessi has a, has a pretty cool recommendation today. So (laughs) that's going to be, are they going to be all worship songs or no, we're opening it up saying, Hey, it can be music recommendations of any kind. So uh, it can be saved music or unsaved music. (laughs) Uh, not that music can be saved. It doesn't have a soul. Um, it can be old or new, anything. Oh, an so, oldie. Yeah, just something you go, man, I here's something I really dig. So Alessi will look forward to that. But first, Reese, you're going to kick us off with something you got to know. Yeah. So something. tell us something we got to know. This is going to be a, a yeah, duh moment, but it's the foundation for all things, I think. I think the one thing that if if I if you ask me what should every person walk away if I could tell if I could teach every person one thing um, it would be this thing that ready for it Jesus loves you mm. I'm glad he does yeah <laughs> Me I mean too. that's we, really great we teach it in Sunday school well when if you're Baptist you teach it in Sunday yeah, school do they when still you're little sing the song? yeah Jesus loves me this yeah. I know or the Bible tells me so yeah but the reality is that's a that's something that most of us we think we understand that but experiencing that love throughout your entire life is something that 
will be um, ever growing. And, and as you experience the depths of his love, it'll always uh, kind of surprise you. And so uh, just reading, I, I wanted to just read from First John, and this is one of the first verses I memorized, thanks to Salty. I'm giving all my... Uh, <laughs> all my things secrets away, but I grew up a salty kid, which was a, Do you know what salty is? Alessi? Old school um, book, no. <laughs> music book guy. Salty was like a character. Yeah. Right. Picture like veggie tales before veggie tales. And it was like, he was a song book that got kids to sing praises. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah, how no. I remembered a lot of my, I've just heard I just of know them it's a from term. kids that grew up in Baptist churches. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> So I, 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 I'm salty till I die. So, okay. That's uh, I was really confused. PSA, not salty. Like, like uh, sassy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. No, like, like Psalm, but salty. So that's what it, that's what it is. So anyways. Oh, salty with a P? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was a Psalm book. His name was salty. Jesus juke for you. Yeah. I told you we, we had I get salty. Like you're the salt of the world. That's what it wasn't. It was. Yes. But it was P.S. Oh, man, that's even better. Yeah. And what Salty oh. taught me there's was li- that. There's listeners that are Googling Salty with right a now. P. I'm about to yeah. right now. And, uh, yeah, Alessi, let us know what you find. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. But so, yeah, one of the were, verses he Jesus told me was in First John uh, 3. He says this, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. And this love is what sent Jesus to the cross to die for us. This love is what resurrected him to defeat sin for us. This love is at the core of who Jesus is. Mm. And it's really, really, a lot of us understand uh, the wrath of God. We understand like uh, the holiness of God as far as we need to be better and, and more moral and all these things. But understanding the love of God. Yep. That's the salty guy right Sorry, there. Just Alessi found just salty. found it on her phone. Um, but understanding that love of God, that God actually has infinite love for us. Like it, mm. it, it's, it's something that we, we, we struggle to understand fully always, even when we, like I said, you'll grow in that understanding that love throughout your entire life. As you walk with Jesus, um, you'll see like, I'll just, this is going to be a little longer, but you know, I thought I loved my wife a whole lot when I married her. And as each year has passed, I look back and I'm like, I don't even think that I really loved, I don't even know what that, mm. the depths of that love was. Yeah. And now I'm 16 years into it now. I and love. I'm like, yes, that this love is even, it's crazy. It just, it's there. And, and that's me having to grow in my love. This is a different situation where Jesus, his love is there. It's me discovering and understanding mm. that love for me that I could even be called a child of God. So that's man. I I love that. That's where you started. I feel like Mm -hmm. that really is. If there's like one thing that we wanted people to know, if we could only do this segment one time, Mm -hmm. that'd be it. Jesus loves you. And I just think there's somebody driving right now or doing dishes (laughs) right now or cooking or mowing the yard or doing something who needs to hear like Jesus loves you. Yeah. And uh, that's great news. I love that. I'd love that for that to be our first thing we teach people too. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Like we know it. And so we tell other people. Jesus yeah. loves you. So there you go. That's something you need to know. Yeah. All right. So segment number two now is a conversation. And this conversation is really about what we are thinking about as it relates to the church in general, but Redemption Gateway Church in particular, as we look into this new year, as we kind of anticipate this season we're in of rebuilding, that's been kind of a word that's been on my mind, is that the church is in a sense trying to rebuild uh, mm. in a 
still dealing with COVID and semi post COVID and what's coming after that. Um, all the different transitions that have happened in people's lives. I think of Redemption Gateway, you know, uh, before the pandemic hit, we were averaging about 1700 people on a Sunday. Now we're averaging somewhere around 950 to a thousand who are in person. Uh, some number of hundreds who watch online, Mm -hmm. but it's even hard to know like, man, what is our church? Who is our church? Where is our church? And uh, so it really is this kind of season of rebuilding. So we want to just talk about that. And hopefully, um, I mean, this podcast really is for those who call Redemption Gateway home. And I, I hope that you'll just be encouraged as you um, process and think about, okay, here's here's what's at least on some of our minds as leaders. So um, when you th- hear that word rebuilding and you think about it in the context we're in, what are some of the things that, that come to mind? Well, first, to have to rebuild is usually preceded by a negative, which is sure. There's some some bummer stuff that we gotta lament and yeah, be sad about. If your favorite team's in a rebuilding stage, you're like, Ugh, this is gonna be lousy. Yeah. We're gonna lose for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing is like I think we do need to acknowledge the negative. There's been a lot of negative mm. this last year and a lot of division um, amongst our church and the church yeah. at large. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there's that. That's the first thing that popped in my head when I think about that. Um, I think of a physical building. I mean, I know you're talking about like in Classic our church. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it, <laughs> but I do. I, we were talking about rebuilding and, and just like what you said, like you think about the negative first, I think of the, 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 um, destruction that has to happen. The, we're tearing out a wall and mm. <clears throat> I've seen my, uh, the, the comment Reese made, my dad is an architect. And so I have, um, got to, I've been able to walk on different projects and kind of see things being built. Sometimes it was from ground up like yep. gateway. Okay. Um, but other times it's going into these places and they're being stripped down and then built into something newer and more beautiful, which actually, I think that's kind of what you did to the last. Yeah. We didn't building. have to tear much down. It was more okay. of an empty shell. Empty shell. But okay. I think of like, like, you know, we love the show Fixer Upper, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and Chip loves Demo Day. Right? <laughs> yes. And every one of those things, it starts with Demo Day. There's yeah. got to be something that, right. that gets demoed and first. And it always looks, I, I always remember I grew up saying like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And so I feel like we're in kind of the season of maybe it feels like it's going to get worse mm-hmm. before it gets better. Um, well, what I like about that image is it's, if I combine kind of how you guys have both talked about that, acknowledging the loss and acknowledging that things have been difficult, but it's not all lost. No. Right. It's not like everything was demolished. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like you had a tornado or a fire and it just all got burned to the ground Yeah, and you're rebuilding. Yeah. But you know, rather it's, it's more like the house got broken into Mm -hmm. and lots of things are just Mm -hmm. not kind of how they ought to be. And so maybe you got to do some rearranging first, but, but it's, it's not all loss, but, mm-hmm. but there is real loss. And so when you think about that idea of, of rebuilding, I just want to kind of go with this in the conversation is yeah. if, if, if you begin with demo day where it's like, okay, some things just have been broken and divided and torn by life and COVID and election and race relations mm-hmm. and leadership mistakes and lots of different things. But what are some of the things that have to like you got to get out the sledgehammer and actually tear this down Mm. before you're going to effectively rebuild, whether that's in the church in general or our church at Redemption Gateway in particular. What are, Mm. what's, what are the first few (laughs) things that you're taking the sledgehammer to? What do you think Reese? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a lot of our complacency 
is mm. the is the biggest sledgehammer that we got to hit down. So, um, you know, in in any sport or anything like that, anything you're doing really, like it's easy. It's a saying I tell my daughters in their sports is it's easy to perform when everything's great. Mm. Uh, it's easier to like do your sport when everything goes wrong or everything goes right. But when things go wrong, that's actually when you grow the most. And, and yet none of us would go into those or want those moments. You know, we're not like, I hope everything goes wrong so I can grow. And, and so we're just complacent. We want to be, I, I am, mm. you know, I, it's a whole lot easier to do ministry when everything's rocking. Sure. Um, but when it's not, and when we enter those Valley moments, I just, I think that's what we need to break down is our like reluctancy to head into those moments. Mm. Yeah. Um, and trust in what God's going to work. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that would be my first thing that I'd break. So down. we got to hammer out some complacency in our own hearts and yeah. in, the, in the church. Alessi, anything come to mind for you? Yeah, but I feel like it's somewhat similar to what uh, Reese said, but I was kind of thinking... Um, you echo my echo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, now I'm going to lose it. Um, you are so Baptist. <laughs> the echo. I just like to make fun of things. It's fun. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Do you have um, an unspoken prayer request? Wow. <laughs> this one's unspoken. Before I forget it, I think we need to sledgehammer our preconceived notions of the world, of people, of the church. Hmm. Um, and those are, the, so, so that's where I go. It's kind of like what you were saying, but I just feel like this has revealed hmm. a lot of preconceived um, ideas, theology, mm. beliefs, mm. where maybe it was uh, visible, maybe it wasn't even known, maybe yeah. it was, um, but but a lot of this, de- it's, it's like we're finding mold. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. we're going to keep going sure. with this, like through so the demo, you're finding these. What are a couple of those preconceived notions that you feel like, man, those are, we've kind of always had that and it's always been there, mm. but now we notice it. Like mm. the mold's been there a while, mm-hmm. but now we see it. Oh man, that, but that's actually been there. I mean, race, I think is a, is a big one that has kind of been, um, uh, revealed and shown to like p- different, different, uh, beliefs, uh, or, or think, uh, a methodology into how people talk about different races or view different races or, or just don't even think about it or consider certain things that maybe other people are dealing with and going mm-hmm. through. So that one, I feel so maybe like if I were seen. to zoom it out a little, but I yeah. think it's definitely related to race would be kind of this. Everyone sees the world like I do. Yes. Is a preconceived yep. tunnel vision. And this year that's been kind of beaten around a little bit. Yeah. And, um, gosh, it would be more comfortable if we could retreat to that, mm-hmm. but we actually want to go, no, that I, that's actually never been true. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different, ways of seeing different things. Yeah. I think of another kind of preconceived notion is that, um, the church exists for me. Mm. I'm a consumer. I'm a customer of these religious goods and services that this church offers. And, um, I'm mostly here to be a satisfied customer. Yeah. And, um, Mm. if I'm not satisfied anymore, then I'll I'll go look somewhere where I can be. Right. And I think a lot of Uh, people, a lot of Christians view the church kind of like a lot of people who work out view their gym. You know, it's like, well, I like, I like LA fitness, but you know, I'll go to Mountainside if I get a better deal or if they have a class I like, or if uh, whatever. Um, I've been struck by that just even as I've watched um, people who um, 
their students come to this ministry, but they go to a different church and then they go to another church for that and another thing for that. And they watch this teacher online and it's kind of like this buffet of Christian experience Mm -hmm. where you view it as like, I'm a customer who needs to be served rather Mm. than I'm a servant who's working for the sake of the mission. So that'd Mm. be a a preconceived notion I'd like to hit around a little bit. Yeah, that's good. So if, if, if there's things to demo, um, then you go into this rebuilding and obviously we haven't exhausted all the things you could demolish, but um, when you think about rebuilding, what, what kinds of things do we want to build in this next season? Well, first off, I think it's exciting, um, which I don't know, maybe I just feel a little extra optimistic today, um, but <laughs> yeah. um, it just seems like, it just seems exciting to think about maybe, and I mean, obviously I'm someone who believes all of this was a part of, a part of God's plan. So obviously there needed to be some things that were um, uh, dug through or torn away in order to bring something new. Yeah. And so what's well, interesting, cause I, I, one of the things I've heard a number of people say is that, um, this whole crisis of the last year didn't yeah. create these issues, but it accelerated them. Yeah. Right. So right. if you just look at all sorts of things, like you had, you had race issues boiling sure. or simmering below the surface. Yeah. Now they're boiling. You know, you have technological advances and automation and lots of things you know, work from home was a thing. Like people were kind of going, Hey, in five years, Mm -hmm. most people work from home, just accelerated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the same a little bit with, with the church. Like Mm -hmm. I think there were a lot of people who were kind of not really that interested in Jesus or committed to the church or, and they were probably over the next number of years going to kind of drift off and Mm -hmm. get into other stuff or whatever. And they're just, they're already there. Yeah. Um, and so in a sense, it's like, oh man, that's so hard. Like mm-hmm. I wanted the time to be able to get ready. And yet I also go, do you ever get ready? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I kind of, to some degree, I share your excitement, Alessi, for going like, hey, this was going to be the world we were in yeah. at some point, And now we're here and we can either whine about it <laughs> or we can kind of, you know, just build ourselves a safe little bubble to insulate ourselves from it, or we can advance uh, knowing that Jesus loves us, like you said earlier, Reese, empowered by his spirit and, and try to figure out what does life look like when mm. you are trying to be a faithful witness um, in a world that thinks you're nuts <laughs> and in a yeah. world that is not trying to make a nice, soft, comfy landing spot for Jesus and his people. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we stay faithful? And, and we got to figure that out. Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, I would add in rebuilding and a, a, what what I would just love to see is kind of deconstructing, but also like er, like tearing down it's demolition. Process. But it's it's what we need is humility. Mm-hmm. There's like that's a hard word. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm the most one humble guys I know. <laughs> is <laughs> what most of us say. To be honest with you, like I'm, I say that as a joke to point out, like we all think we're humble. We all think we're more humble than the other guy, and and yet like that's something a spirit that we need. Um, I think here at this church for sure. I think we need it in the church. And if we could just walk in humility mm-hmm. the way that Christ uh, walked in humility, sure. good night, it would change everything. Like James 4, you know, like ask what causes quarrels and fights among you? Is it not your own passions and desires that mm-hmm. you're following? And so, if, I mean, that's what God's word presents to us. And so I think we all need to, with a humble heart, kind of, ex, you know, uh, assess our hearts and say, well, for sure there's going to be something Right. That the Lord is saying, this is a quarrel among you. You you let this happen because of some yeah. passion in you. Sure, but um, you know, and it goes on to he gives he gives more grace to 
the humble. He opposes the proud. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think if that's not a scary statement as well as like an inviting statement of like, mm-hmm. hey, we want to rebuild. This is how this is how we should always have been building. But that's a something that we could build up is our humility yeah. in all situations. Yeah. Even if we think we're right or wrong about race or politic politics or music that we play or I don't know, sure. name any any subject. How will you raise your kids? Have humility yeah. in it, you know, yeah. and, and walk in that would be a beautiful thing. Mm. So we've mentioned kind of some of the optimism of like, oh, rebuilding. And, you know, my sense if anybody's done a renovation, there's some part where you're looking at the future <laughs> renderings and you're like, ooh, that's going to that's gonna be really cool. But then at some point you kind of go, oh, gosh, this is taking longer than I thought. And that didn't work. And now I'm on my third person to try to hang this thing and. Mm-hmm. Like, so what are the things when you kind of look at this year or potentially even a season of rebuilding for the church in general and for us where you go, Ugh, this part scares me or this part, man, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get through that part. Yeah. I, you want me to go first? I'll uh-huh. go first. Uh, I was looking at him telling him to go first. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> I mean, I'm at that stage in my bathroom, so I, I'm remodeling my bathroom, and it was like, I shouldn't have told my wife we were doing this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and a lot of it is, um, I think the most daunting is what I said earlier is I have to go out and, you know, I've had the we've had the luxury of people who have just come to our church. You know, yeah. friends would tell friends, and they'd come, and and it's like I'm looking at these seats, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to we're going to have to do this. Each one of us is going to have to invite our neighbors and our, and our hairstylists and our mechanic friends. And, and we're, I mean, that's the exciting thing, Mm -hmm. but it's also a lot of work. And a lot of us have been inviting and inviting and praying for an all for a long time with no success. And so we, this is a chance to, we have to double down and say, we want people to know Jesus at the end of the day. And so how do we get them here? And that's the daunting thing is it's, it's going to take a lot of prayer and a lot of like uh, time. I think time is the most daunting. Gosh, I'm going to just be here for a while. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I think time is a huge component where it is just going to take time. Um, And also with that, there's a lot more effort. Um, And the things that I think about is I love that. Like, yes, we need to be going out. We need to be inviting people. Um, I also think that there, and and I know uh, leadership has been working on how to, um, help everybody be on the same page or at least understand things. And so maybe things that have you have had, or we have had preconceptions to certain things, or we have thought a certain way um, where we're trying to come together as a church and, and kind of say, no, 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 here's where, here's what we're saying. Here's who we are. Here's what we believe. And so starting to um, have more uh, uh, teaching, um, or, or lessons or, I don't know, things that we can go to to start um, kind of breaking yeah. those preconceived notions um, and trainings maybe is mm-hmm. a better word for it. Um, so those are some things that I think about that it, it, there's a part of it that makes me nervous, but then yeah. there's a part of it that's like, okay, but let's see what the Lord does through this. And sure. Yeah, that's a great point. Like what do you need to learn? Like yeah, if you're thinking teachable. of building, it's like, well, I've never done that before, so I have to actually... Right. Be trained in that and learn. Mm. It may go well. I may crash and burn. So that's a great point. Yeah. I think for me, there's a couple of things. I'm nervous about just distraction. Mm. I feel like um, there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of things that kind of make you, they tempt you to think they're the main thing Mm. or they're what 
your attention is needed on. And it's like, and I can't come up with a good building construction analogy because <laughs> I, I have to hire people for that. I don't, I, I don't know how to do it, but, but, um, I can imagine if I hired someone to come do my bathroom and then I stood there the whole time and was like bothering them with questions mm. and asking them about other stuff, like how frustrating that would be. Yeah. And a, a good, mm. a good worker would go, Hey, leave me alone. I'm focused on this thing. Yeah. I have this job to do. Yeah. And I feel like, um, there's just a lot, there's a lot of cultural issues. There's a lot of, um, Christian infighting. There's a lot of, mm. um, our own just sin and our own busyness. Yeah. Right. I think there's going to be a really interesting thing where like, um, as life potentially reopens in the future to go like, well, do we all just kind of go crazy with that? Or how do we think about that? Or how do we, you know, th- so I just think distraction is, is always there. Um, and then I think the discouragement of um, there are things that will never be the way they were. Mm. Mm. Like there just are. And I think that'll be true in life. I think that'll be true in the church. Um, I don't think I'm enough. I don't know if I'm smart enough to know exactly what those will be. I was going to say, do we know what those are yet? Probably not. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, So it's like changing your, your house where your, or your grandma's house where you had something that you loved and now you know, it's got to go, but it's sad that it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Yeah. I mean like, like one example would be, um, you know, I'm thankful for the technology that's allowed us to do online church Mm. and we're going to keep live streaming. I think, I don't think that's going to go away, but there will be people for whom they think that is how you go to church forever. Yeah. And I just look at it and go, if you're sick and you're vulnerable and you literally can't be around people like, great. I'm glad that's, that's an option. But for anyone else, that's not, you can't, that's not a lifestyle of participation in the church. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, we experienced this just last week is um, we had a member, we had a couple of members meetings. We had one on Tuesday and we had one on Thursday. And uh, the one on Tuesday was in person and the one on Thursday was Zoom. And the in-person one ended, but people lingered for 30 or 40 or 50 minutes just talking Hmm. the zoom one ends and there isn't a good way to linger. So you just (coughs) hit end meeting for all and it's, it's over. Hmm. And I think that's a good example is like, um, on one hand, the relationships of the church won't go away, but I think there will be people for whom they go, no, I just don't do that anymore. Hmm. And it's like, Hmm. that's not good. Um, that's just an example that comes to mind, but there's probably others. Things just won't be the same anymore. I think there's increasingly going to be a greater cost to following Jesus, a greater cost to participating in the life of the church. I just think, um, you know, kind of Christendom in America has made it where it's like for a long time, like you couldn't even advance in life if you weren't part of a church community. Hmm. And increasingly, the more outspoken you are about Jesus, the more it's going to be like, what's wrong with you? Hmm. And so like, that's never going back. It's never going to go back the other way. Hmm. And uh, that's okay. But but that can be discouraging yeah. and that can make you go, Oh, I remember back when it wasn't this hard. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and yet it Interesting. is, it is hard. Mm. So, yeah. so we're in this season of rebuilding. Um, what's your prayer in it? If you maybe kind of last question and then we'll, we'll get to the third segment with Alessi's recommendation, but your, your prayer for our church mm. in this season of rebuilding. Yeah. For, for our church specifically, I pray that, God brings new believers to redemption gateway by the work and faithfulness of his disciples at gateway. And so when you say brings new believers, you mean people meeting Jesus coming to faith. Yeah. 
I mean, not not like believers who are new to our church. Yeah, but like people I had, who become Christians through our ministry and part of our church family. Yeah, I had this moment where I was lamenting my friends that have left, or you know, for different reasons, even what going and planting, and it was like I could. I, I hit a I hit a moment where I was like, okay, I could sit and pout about Watt leaving and everybody, all my friends leaving, or I can count the seats that they were in and go, oh God, what if you filled those mm. with mm-hmm. people that don't know G, don't don't know you yet? Right. How great would that be? Yeah. So that's kind of my prayer is that he does that in this mm. season. It's mm. great. What about you, Alessi? Um, I would pray. Um and something different because I, I do want to say yeah, that's, a, that's, a really, that's a really good <laughs> prayer. Um, so I don't want to, this is not saying this is better, but um, I, my prayer is for uh, teachable spirits um, that in the change, because I think change is hard, change is scary. There's been a lot of change. If there's more change that can feel um, unsettling. Um, uh, but just for no matter what, that we will come with um, teachable humble, ready to learn, ready to listen, um, uh, hearts and ears. And, uh, yeah, Mm. that's my prayer. That's great. I love those. And since I don't want to echo your echoes, (laughs) nor do I want to do an unspoken request, one that I'll just add would be, because I I really do, I share a lot of what you said, Reese, of like just wanting to see Mm. people come to faith. And, um, you know, I had this moment, uh, Maybe I've told you guys this, but um, on New Year's Eve, I was homesick with COVID and I was watching Louis Giglio do the mm. Passion Conference. Normally, it's like this thing that you have to you know, be under 25 to participate, which I'm not <laughs> anymore. To 25. But this year they did it online. I just watched Louis do this talk on like, why are you on planet Earth? It was just kind of a classic mm. gospel. And I just sat there going like, you know what? This The last year was a lot of defense. Mm. This is a year of offense. Mm. Yeah. This is a year of like, I want to see people meet Christ. So I really resonate with that, with that prayer. I think another prayer that I have is just that those of us who are in Christ, who are Christians would be captivated by Jesus, mm-hmm. that he really would just so capture our imagination and our heart that he would not be this kind of nice add on to an already okay life, yeah. but that he would kind of like really be the main thing and the, the person that. that just grips us and drives us and motivates us and empowers us and all that. So, so yeah, so that's some of my prayers. So I hope that as you listen, um, there's some things stirred in you and maybe some ways that you can be even thinking through who's in your life that needs Jesus, who's in your life that you can begin praying for. Um, what are some ways that you can join us in the Mm. rebuilding? Because this is not a, uh, you know, we're going to preach through Nehemiah in the summer. And what you find is Nehemiah didn't build that wall by himself. <laughs> you know, the focus gets on him and his leadership, but that wall got rebuilt because everybody grabbed a trowel and everybody grabbed a piece of the wall and everybody uh, manned a station. Interestingly, in Nehemiah's wisdom, he had them build the wall right by their house. <laughs> and uh, so, so it is to go like, hey, you got a part of that wall, yeah. you know? And some people had to build the really important part and someone had to build the dung gate, but everyone had to build. And so as you listen, I hope you'll join us in that process. So with that, we are going to wrap up with our third segment, which is a music recommendation. And today's music recommendation comes from Alessi. Yes. Alessi, what do you got? So there's no rules. It's whatever. 
Whatever so, you want. So you said this there's is some. Levine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanna... I did love her. <laughs> yeah. Who didn't? You know, who didn't? <laughs> what were you going to ask? Nothing. Me? Oh. Go for it. Okay. Um, I was going to say, you said at the beginning that we were allowed to do saved or unsaved. I would say this is maybe in the By middle. By the way, I just, I think that's always funny when people are like, was it Christian music? And I'm like, I didn't know music had a soul and could <laughs> repent and believe in Jesus. We'll say, is it glorifying to God or not? No, I, was um, I would say it's down the middle. It's in the middle of my, this. My this. sense of what I know of the song that she's going to tell us about is that it was motivated from a good place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is a song that um, I liked, uh, uh, kind of became my mom and I's song in Denver uh, that last year, I guess. Um, but every time it came on, we enjoyed just like kind of nodding our heads, dancing, singing okay. along to it. So, so what is the song? It's called... Holy by Justin Bieber with Chance the Rapper. Ooh, it's pretty good. It's pretty we'll give you a little song. sample of it here. Touch it, it's making me say that the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Everyone's shaking their heads. That piano is pretty great. <laughs> holy, 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 holy. Oh, this part, ready? Oh, God. Running to the altar like a track star. Can't wait another second. There's a way Chance the Rapper with Justin Bieber in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I mean, you can't Solid sit choice. still and listen to that song. Exactly, it's got it's a good a fun. fun. So, so other than the memory so. of of with your mom, is there anything in particular about that song you like? Um, I just think it's fun. Sorry, I don't yeah. have I don't have something more profound. Whenever it comes on in the radio, uh, whoever I'm with, I always I'm like, oh wait, gotta listen to it. Yeah. So it was on repeat in my house for a good yeah. month. I think it, so. I know it's a little older, so you probably are like, eh, it's I'm already that through that. It's pretty new. It's less than a year. Yeah, I I like it. In the, I I really think that I mean what they're highlighting in it, which I really appreciate, especially from people kind of in mainstream pop culture, is mm-hmm. like the beauty of a marriage between a man and a woman. Like the idea that that this relationship is a holy thing. Mm. You know, people call it holy matrimony. And it's like, this is a beautiful thing. And I think like for someone in culture to be celebrating that. And it seems like those guys, at least from their testimonies, it's coming from a place of trying to honor the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, doesn't mean, you know, you probably agree with even every part of the song, but it's, Yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of cool, and I think it is it is sweet to think about like running to the altar like a track star. Like they just can't wait to like yeah run. I remember like, running the altar like yeah? a track star. <laughs> Did you? Uh, well, that's sweet. That's how it felt. I wanted to get married. I was excited. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a great recommendation, Alessi. Thank you so much. Well done. Thank you. And well done. Uh, if all of you listening, if you have any ideas, if you have things you'd like to hear us talk about or uh, guests uh, from within our church or outside that you go like, hey, this would be an interesting person to talk yeah, to. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Let us know. Yeah. If, if there's any brave souls that like you go, I want to be on the show. I want to be interviewed. <gasps> yeah. We'd love to talk to you. So but You can only ask us if you're okay with us telling you no. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's my number one rule. So, oh, man. so that's it for uh, season two, episode one of the For Jesus podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you.